Welcome to our show, Holding Ground. My name is Laura Richer. I'm a psychotherapist and the owner of Anchorlight Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. Each week, I'm joined by another therapist from the Anchorlight team to tackle important topics in mental health and psychotherapy. Our goal is to promote well-being by normalizing mental health challenges. We are here holding ground for you every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. on KKNW. Good morning. Welcome to Holding Ground. My name is Laura Richer, and I'm a licensed psychotherapist and the founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. And today we're here on 1150 AM Talk Radio, bringing you a little bit of everything in the realm of mental health and psychotherapy. Um, you can also check out more information about us uh, anytime if you head on over to our website at anchorlighttherapy.com. So today I am back with my co-host, Michelle Mooney. Michelle is the clinical director at Anchorlight Therapy Collective in Seattle. Good morning, Michelle. Morning, Laura, and to our listeners, and thanks for always tuning in. Um, so we have a topic that um, I think a lot of people talk about or hear the word, but they're not quite exactly sure what it is. We can throw these things around like in pop culture and casual conversation without actually knowing all the identifiers or what goes into it. So that topic that we're going to focus on today is gaslighting. So what it is, why it's actually a form of emotional abuse and then how to cope with that. So where should we start, Laura? Oh, this is such a great topic. And of course, you know, there are so many terms that get thrown around kind of in pop culture, narcissism, gaslighting, all kinds of things. So the thing that I find really interesting about gaslighting, and I think it's a great topic for us to address today, is that not only may you not recognize if somebody is gaslighting you, which what gaslighting means for anyone who has never heard this term before, which I doubt is very many people, um, is somebody causes you to question your own reality. So they tell you that something that is happening is not actually happening. And this can be really destabilizing for people because it causes them to doubt themselves or their their own experience. But we kind of do this sometimes and not, and we don't even realize we're doing it. So you could be gaslit by somebody, but you could also be gaslighting someone and not even realize it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So yeah, as we kind of break down what this looks like, you know, listen to hear if you identify with any of these behaviors, and then you know what what can be done with about it. Um, so uh, great point, Laura. And I think we think about gaslighting a lot within our intimate relationships, but we can gaslight in any context with anybody, right? So um, this can happen a lot at work, whether it's coworkers gaslighting you, maybe even your employer or employee gaslighting you, um, but also within the family context. Um, so it, it's really can show up in really with anyone we communicate with, but any you know, type of relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, really what it comes down to, if we really boil down uh, the function of gaslighting is to control the other person in some sort of way. So it's a form of emotional abuse. The partner or the perpetrator, you know, is motivated by gaining control and it it looks very slow and gradual. Um, And so it doesn't, you don't meet somebody on your first date and they typically start uh, gaslighting you then. It's a gradual thing. They kind of reel you in, there's the charm, there's the love, there's the fun experiences, and then over time these things can take place. So yes, Laura, whether you are the um, 
the um, if it if you feel like you're being um, uh, gaslit or if you're the one gaslighting, um, again, paying attention to what some of these uh, behaviors are. Notice like, oh yeah, I started to slowly do that or maybe I'm doing that to Joe at work or um, whatever. So, um, all yeah, right. And really like subtle forms of gaslighting that people might not recognize is simply trying to soothe the situation. You know, sometimes when kids hurt themselves, their parent might say, oh, you're okay. It's okay. Mm. That didn't hurt. Well, that's a confusing message to a child when in fact, maybe it does hurt. And you're trying to, you might be trying to soothe them. You might want them to stop crying, whatever's happening. So I think that that's, it's important to point out that sometimes we, we are doing these things and we're not intentionally trying to control people or be malicious. Um, but it's just kind of woven into how we respond to maybe things that make us uncomfortable. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. So um, that's a form of like not trying to manipulate with gaslighting, right? But like you're saying, is trying to, trying to help and soothe the situation. So, but and the still more is, is still is not beneficial to the person that you're doing it to. So while the intention right. is good, the impact is not. Right. Cause then the poor kid, well, what do you mean? My leg is broken and I'm bleeding and need to go to the hospital. Like this, this does really hurt. And I see that a lot with um, injuries with kids um, and how, you know, they were gaslit by their parents or that was minimized. And then they grow up and they have a hard time of taking care of their own physical and medical needs because they were taught as a kid, like, don't worry about it, or you're not yes. worth me taking you to the doctor. So that's a long-term possible effect around uh, invalidating our, um, invalidating children's pain and experiences in general so and um also to your point what you said is it can also be very um it can be a form of an emotion of emotional abuse and it also mm -hmm. can be manipulative it can be an attempt to control somebody so I mean what do you think when it is a, a form of emotional abuse mm -hmm. what does that look like in a romantic relationship what what might mm -hmm. some people experience if they're being gaslit in their romantic relationships mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot and um, gaslighting is really a learned behavior. So if you grew up watching um, that in your family system, that that's how you have your needs met is by gaslighting, you'll adopt that. Um, that can come out of certain personality disorders or personality disorder traits. So we think about narcissistic personality disorder, those those folks with the full-blown personality disorder, you know, not, again, we're talking about throwing around terms in pop culture, like, oh, look, he looks in the mirror all the time. He must be a narcissist. Well, no, there, <laughs> there's a lot more that goes into having the actual personality disorder, but gaslighting is one of those things that can happen with those folks because they lack empathy. Um, you know, they, um, you know, are really only looking out for themselves. They have this sense of needing superiority. So if I put you down and question your reality, right, I, I'm the bigger person here. Um, so, all right, so we are going to really dig into how this really can show up and what is going on in romantic relationships. And then again, also this can apply to other uh, avenues. So uh, the first thing you already kind of talked about this, Laura, is questioning your memory. So um, they might, you know, a gaslighter might attempt to change your reality um, or negating or disqualifying certain things within the memory. Um, they use, uh, they often use your insecurities and personality traits against you to kind of argue how you perceived that memory a lot of things so like 
oh, and remember the time, you know, you, you forgot to take the kids to school. That never happened. I don't know why you remember it that way. That, that's how it can kind of happen um, in, in this instance. But there's a lot more things that we can do or, you know, folks can do to negate uh, the other person's memories. So, yeah, and so anything, you know, and sometimes couples or people or romantic partners are gaslighting each other and not even realizing it because when they've had a conflict, they have different memories of what they experienced in that conflict. And maybe it's because... They were in a kind of an escalated fight or flight kind of state. So you might, your partner might say to you, well, you said this during an argument mm-hmm. and you might say, no, I didn't. And, and so we see that a lot in couples therapy of, of people who have two different realities. So a response to that, that wouldn't be gaslighting could be an honest response. Like, I don't remember saying that, or, you mm-hmm. know, that maybe that's, that's what you heard. That wasn't what I was trying to say, but when you mm-hmm. say to somebody that didn't happen and they believe that it did it's very problematic. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we can see this like in parenting child relationships. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, absolutely right. Because within couples therapy and couples dynamics, we don't want to get gaslighting confused with, well, we just had two different perspectives of the situation because that is you know, definitely what happens anytime there's conflict. Um, and what you're saying is if that were the case, then we would, you know, take each other's influence. We would talk about it, right? Oh, I don't remember it that way, but explain more not, nope, that never happened. So um, this kind of bleeds right into our next one, which is invalidating feelings or needs. Um, so if I come home and I'm really upset about uh, traffic and, you know, I'm having a lot of anxiety or whatever might have happened in that day and your partner is like, well, just calm down or you shouldn't feel anxious or I wouldn't feel anxious in that. No, you don't feel that way. So really um, negating or invalidating the feelings or needs of uh, the other person. Yeah. And so again, sometimes people will do that because they don't know how to soothe the situation. They don't know what to say. And so they'll say, they'll say, well, don't be worried. Well, that doesn't help somebody if they are worried. And, and so another approach, if you find yourself doing that with your partner and it's, or anyone in your life, and it's ineffective is to validate what they're saying and, and, and not try to minimize it. So a lot of times I think minimizing we're not necessarily trying to hurt someone. Um, we're maybe trying to soothe the situation or maybe get out of it because it's uncomfortable. Um, but that is gaslighting. And again, that can be very destructive in relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes there is, though, the element of I'm trying to manipulate this, like it is a, a vindictive kind of spin on it versus a, a soothing. And, you know, you rank in a lot of good points of these things can be um, adaptive or attempts at adaptive versus attempts at being you know, harmful to the other person. So, um, okay, so this next one is stating they know what's best for you. So, um, again, they can draw in your insecurities to kind of argue that, um, you know, maybe you should be doing this for your health again instead, or maybe you should, you know, work here and not there. Um, you know, no, you shouldn't like this kind of music, like my kind of music. So suggesting that they know what's better for you than what you, you know, what, what you prefer and what you want to do. Yeah. And that, that is manipulative. You know, you don't, you don't know what kind of music you like. You don't, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of experience or you don't, you should not have good taste. taste. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of times if somebody's telling you that they're an expert or an authority over what you think, that is kind of, now we're going into the red zone. Now this yeah. is good right. behavior. 
Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you can remind yourself in those instances, if you are um, the victim of this is they often don't even know what's best for themselves. So a lot of this, all this gaslighting behavior, a lot of it is projecting. Um, so they have low awareness and inability to regulate their own emotions or self-soothe. How the heck are they supposed to know how to do those things for you? Right. Um, all right. What's the next one, Laura? So this is a, a really, um, tough one, I think, is that mm-hmm. someone is blaming you for their behavior. And we see this a lot in toxic or abusive relationships. I wouldn't have acted in this way, but you made me do it. I'm responding to something that you're doing. You, you're mad at me and that ruined my day. So you're not, you're not mm-hmm. justified to have your feelings because you're, you're hurting them. Mm-hmm. Um, they blame you for the way that they behave. And what is problematic about that is that that gives them an excuse. You have to always be responsible for someone else's bad behavior. And that causes Mm -hmm. people to question themselves. Um, They might start to feel like they're walking on eggshells because they can't be responsible for another person's behavior. We can only be responsible for our own behavior. And while we might have feelings about other people's behavior, nobody really makes anyone do anything. You you choose to do it or you don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. unless you have, you know, a, a very extenuating circumstance that is almost always true. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, feeling guilty, feeling confused, you know, why can't I (laughs) regulate this person by, you know, why can't I do things right? So they're not mad. And yeah, it's, it's anything. And, you know, one of the ways this can show up is, um, if you, uh, share with me, right. A need, uh, for example, I, Michelle, I need more quality time with you and I have a reaction now I'm, I'm defensive. I don't want to have quality time with you. Um, you know, that, that, why, you know, why would you bring this up? You know, now you ruin the evening, you know, so you, you did this, right. You, you made me angry. Um, so by just bringing up something simple, or if we're talking about like, Hey, can you help me out with the dishes? And that person gets angry. Well, you know, now it's not about the dishes. It's about you, you know, you brought this up, you ruined the night. So, um, that that can be really hard. And that's Um, a lot of times people who are not able to address issues and they're trying to avoid things will say this is a bad time and you are always trying to bring things up at the worst time or you're hurting me um and that speaks Mm -hmm. to to what's going on with them not what you're doing necessarily of course there can be times that are more appropriate than others to bring up certain topics but if you have someone constantly telling you it's a bad time you're upsetting them you should have known feel a certain way at a certain Mm -hmm. time that Mm -hmm. is gaslighting Mm -hmm. right um, all right, so we kind of talked about this one because it feeds into a lot of these, but projecting um, their own securities onto you. And again, it's that desire of control. Um, one way this can really show up is so if I'm the gaslighter and I'm going behind uh, my partner's back and I'm having a bunch of affairs, now that's my behavior. Now I'm insecure, my partner's doing it, and then I'm going to blame them. Well, okay, you were on the phone two more minutes. You know, you must have been flirting with that person or you're late, you know, getting home from work, you must have been out hanging out with somebody else or sleeping with somebody else or assuming that every um, person that uh, the victim is attracted to, you know, so if that's the opposite sex, well, you can't have any relationships with people of the opposite sex because clearly you're cheating with them. Um, So that's a way this would show up. Yeah. So projecting 
um, and trying to control. Definitely there's going to be elements of gaslighting in whatever way that shows up. Another thing is somebody who's gaslighting, you might doubt, make you doubt yourself and, and want you to be isolated from others, telling you that people, you know, no one, no one likes you or no one will let, love you as much as I do. Your family mm -hmm. doesn't really care about you. You can't mm -hmm. see it, but I'm the only one who cares so that you start to question your relationships and you really mm -hmm. doubt your sense of reality. All of gaslighting is trying to control by creating intense self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a perfect way of summing that up. And yeah, you start to notice, and this one can be this is a a, um, a progressive one. So over time, so first of all, if I don't want your best friend coming to our wedding, I'm worried they might uh, you know ruin it. And oh, your mom and your dad, I can see toxic things. And over time, you don't have friends or family connections, and it's just that person wants you to be solely attached to them. So they are you're under their full control essentially. Um, all right, so <laughs> this one. Um, so this definitely shows up outside of gaslighting as well, but using the silent treatment. So after an argument, they might ignore, um, you know, some sort of um, uh, realization that their partner is in distress. Um, so um, they'll just use the silent treatment or they've hurt you more so the gaslighter feels hurt. So then they hurt you back with the using the silent treatment. And then this makes the person who's gaslit really anxious. It can prompt them to apologize or chase down the person, right? I was wrong because they want that connection still with the gaslighter. We get hooked. Um, but the silent treatment, you know, if we if we let our partner know, like, hey, I need a break. Let's return to this in two hours. What? That's one thing. That's a, that's a great way of getting your space. But if you, a lot of people do this just to hurt the other person, well, I'm not going to respond. That that's my power move in this. So whether it's a gaslighter in general, we do that a lot. It shows up in couples' relationships, and it's just it's so hard uh, harmful. It's always about kind of controlling the situation. Yes. And the, uh, the really like gas, and this could be, like you said, it could be part of gaslighting or not, but the really like uh, gaslighting type behavior in this is that you don't know what has happened. You don't understand mm -hmm. why you're getting the silent treatment. Mm -hmm. So the messaging is that you have done something so wrong, you must be punished, but that could cause you to question your own sense of reality because you don't know what it is. Yeah. 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 And, and realizing when you're um, being, you know, either ghosted or someone uses the silent treatment um, on you, no response or no communication is communicating, right? It's passive aggressive communication that I'm upset um, and I, I want you to be upset too. So no response is always a response. So that's an important thing to remember. So, um, all right, what do we got next, Laura? So this one I think is really important to, to make sure that we consider is that, and this is where, uh, you know, knowledge is power, but sometimes we can weaponize knowledge. We don't need to go around diagnosing people that we have personal relationships with. So if you're telling somebody, and you're not a mental health professional, if you're telling somebody that they're reacting the way that they are because they had a bad childhood or because they're mentally mm -hmm. ill or you're just doing this, um, it has nothing to do with me or my behavior. You're just doing this because of something that is wrong with your identity. Mm -hmm. um, that is gaslighting. And mm -hmm. so not everyone is a narcissist that you don't like. Not everyone has a personality disorder that you don't like. Not everyone mm -hmm. is toxic just because you don't like it. Mm -hmm. It can be, they can be different things. So we don't want to weaponize people's identities. And, mm -hmm. you know, also it's very insulting for someone who genuinely is dealing with PTSD or um, any sort of like mental health 
diagnosis mm -hmm. that it's being thrown around as an insult and a way to control people. Yeah, it's a weapon. Well, yeah. well that's because your dad didn't love you as a child. So, you know, why would anyone and, and really making and weaponizing that? Yeah. Or accusations of things outside of your character. So ugh, you're such a terrible person, right? You're a bad friend. I can't believe you would do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, oh, wait, don't you know me? Like, I'm a good, sweet person. I'm not <laughs> trying to manipulate or trick you. And you're accusing me of these things. So or maybe um, I have a very valid reason as to why I have negative feelings towards a certain <laughs> and it has nothing to do with my childhood or any right. health diagnosis right. that I have. Yeah, it's these things how can, I feel. Right, but these things can exist at the same time, right? I could have PTSD and still hate somebody for a legitimate reason <laughs> yeah. that outside of that. That's just, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and so this is, and I do see this a lot in relationships, especially people who know that their partner had, um, you know, childhood trauma or abuse or or anything that it might be easy for them to deflect and say well this is about you and well that could be true at times that is gaslighting because in that moment the person's experience that they're sharing with you is that their concern is about your behavior so telling them that it's about them and something that happened to them in the past is very toxic mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. um all right, so this one's uh, next one's pretty straightforward. Um, lying to maintain power, uh, making the per uh, partner feeling anxious or powerless, and then you know that person can start to feel like they have a loss of control because the reality is no longer their reality. If there's only lies going around, and this is all about questioning our reality, but how the heck are we supposed to even know where to land on reality if the person isn't even being honest uh, with us? So yeah. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay. What are right. some signs, Michelle? So people can just kind of do a check-in and if maybe you're questioning, if somebody's listening to this is questioning that, that they're being gaslit, what are some things they might notice if that is mm -hmm. in fact happening? Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, there's a lot of things. So the first one is um, uh, difficulty trusting your own decisions. Oh gosh, I, you know, should I have pizza? Should I have sushi? Should I move here? Should I take that job? Right. You're, you're just in so, you're so overwhelmed by decision making because you've learned if I make a bad decision, well, I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for it essentially. Right. This person might be upset. So, um, you know, really getting frozen in decision making, um, wondering if your emotions are appropriate. So um, one. Mm -hmm. So we can start to feel like, oh gosh, I shouldn't feel this way because I'm overreacting or I'm too sensitive because again, that person has shown you over time that if you have emotions, they're probably going to second guess them or invalidate them. Um, so yeah, feeling like you're too sensitive, feelings of helplessness, right? I, gosh, I can't do anything right. I can't help this person calm down or love me more. So you feel really uh, helpless or uh, out of control. Um, you know, going all the way to the extent of believing that you're crazy or that there's something actually wrong with you. Uh, feelings of brain fog or memory problems, um, isolating, you know, you're isolated from family and friends. We touched on that one. Um, feeling confused, uh, second guessing past events, um, you know, overly apologizing because you feel guilty for the gaslighters behavior, um, not bad or, you know, upset that they've treated you that way. You feel bad and guilty because you've caused it, right? Again, they, they teach you over time. You're, you're causing me to do these things. Right. Uh, what else is on the list, Laura? So what are, so definitely feeling low self-esteem, depressed, feeling, um, difficulty identifying your own thoughts and feelings and values just really, I think all of the, the theme that 
underlies all of this is really second guessing yourself all mm-hmm. the time. So mm-hmm. it can show up in many different ways, but the impact is you're going to be always questioning your own reality, even things like your own feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always feeling like you're walking on eggshells. Again, it's yeah. like, you know, if I walk this way, if I do that, it's always going to be wrong. Um, fearing how you would be able to move on um, without this person, like starting a new relationship, because they're teaching you over time, you're not lovable. I'm the only one who's going to love you this much, right? I'm the best partner for you. Um, feeling like you can't discuss problems in the relationship, uh, again, because I bring a problem to you and you explode. But now look what you did. You made me explode. Not, oh yeah, maybe I should step up and start checking in on you a little bit more, buying you a birthday present. Um, And then as we end today, um, the last one we have is, um, you know, you'll you'll start to experience um, most of these, or you will only experience most of these things with a gaslighter, but it can start to trickle over after time. You know, like if I can't trust my decision-making, even if I'm out at work, you know, you can still have that paralyzing effect. So it's primarily with the gaslighter, but you can start to notice these things branch out uh, and seep out into other areas of your life because of the lack of confidence and all of the Mm -hmm. self-doubt. So now that we've broken down gaslighting and what it looks like and how you will feel if you're experiencing, Michelle, what can people do if they are the victim of this type of behavior? And it's really becoming, well, it's always problematic, but maybe it's, you know, something that you you really can't decipher what is reality at this point. What can you do about it? Mm Mm-hmm. So one thing you can do with the deciphering reality in particular in the memories is you can try to start practicing keeping a diary to track events, dates, times, conversations. Um, you know, some people might go as far as using photos or uh, voice recordings to keep a record of events. Um, they um, can uh, compare, you start to compare the benefits of staying in the relationship and the benefits of ending the relationship to preserve your sense of worth. Is this better for me to leave behind so I feel better about myself? Do I deserve these things or do I, am I not willing to tolerate these things anymore? Um, seeking the validation you do deserve. So talk to a trusted support system, a therapist, have these people say like, yeah, this is bad. And no, you're doing a great job. So having that validation um, is key. Um, What are a couple more things we could do, Laura? Well, I think it's just really good to notice how you're feeling in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And even if you're confused about what is true and what isn't because somebody has been gaslighting you, if you feel bad, if you feel on eggshells all the time, if you feel like you can't trust your own instincts, listen to that, that, that Mm -hmm. that's the roadmap right there, that something is off that, that needs Mm to be addressed. Um, And I think also just reminding yourself, we are not responsible for other people's behavior. So somebody is constantly saying that you are the source of their bad behavior. Know that that is never true. Right, exactly. Recognize that these are their insecurities. It's nothing to do with you. Like you said, increase your awareness around um, emotions, triggers, distress tolerance. And ultimately, if it it turns out that you do need to leave, give yourself permission to end the relationship. Create a safety plan um, if you need one um, as you leave the relationship. Um, And keep your... um, if you have a safety plan or you signed a new lease or whatever it is, keep those hidden. (laughs) So you can go ahead and do that and stay safe. So, um, all right. So Laura, that brings us to the end of our episode for today. 
Thank you, Michelle, for sharing so much great information on gaslighting and what it looks like. And if you enjoyed this episode of The Holding Ground, you can come back and we'll be here next morning, next Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. here on KPNW to talk about something else in the realm of therapy and positive mental health. Or you can go over to our website at anchorlighttherapy.com and listen to our past episodes. So thanks for tuning in. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Holding Ground. You can hear us here every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. on KKNW. I'm Laura Richard at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. And we'll see you next week.